Is that you? Carl, you come back. Carl, you come back to me. No, that can't be. Carl's dead. No, he's not dead. It's all been a bad dream. He's come back from a trip just like always. And the minute he'll come upstairs and come to bed. Oh, I knew he'd come back. There, see? He's climbing the stairs. I'd better get up. You'll probably be tired after such a long trip. Carl? Is that you, Carl? Carl, why don't you answer me? I know you're there, Carl. Carl? Why are you hiding from me? Carl? Carl? Carl! Theater 5 presents Homecoming. Mother, what did you want? Come in and sit down, Helen. Let me get you a cup of coffee. It's still warm. Well, I don't have all day. I've got to get home to pick the kids up after school. You look tired. Are you tired? Let me fix you something. No, Mother, I'm not tired and I'm not hungry. Now, what is it you had me come all the way over here for? You said it was important. It is important. Now, sit down while I fix you something to eat and we'll talk. I know you, so busy with the children, you don't have time to think of yourself. All right, I am sitting. The children are fine. Harry is fine. I'm fine. Harry sent you his love. Now, what is it? You had too many children too soon. I always said... Oh, now, let's not start that again. You never listen to me. Mother, if you got me over here to argue about the children... I'm not arguing. Then what are we shouting about? Who's shouting? Why is it we can never discuss anything in this family without yelling at each other? Oh... Mother, I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. Well, maybe it's better we shouldn't discuss it. Mother, please, I apologize. I'm sorry. I keep forgetting this always happens when you're upset about something. Now, tell me, what is it? Why should you care? I'm old, alone. Mother, please. Why should you care? Mother. You'll only laugh, say I'm crazy. I won't laugh, and I won't say you're crazy. Now, what is it? Helen. Helen. Last night... Your father came home. Oh, no. You see? You're impossible. You think I'm crazy. Mother, Daddy's been dead over a year now. You only think so. Mother, I was there. I saw him. We both saw him dead and buried. A stranger was buried. Mother. Your father is alive and came home last night. Daddy's dead. When are you going to accept that? Your father never died. He came back to me last night. Mother, we've been all over this before. If you don't want to discuss it, why don't you say so? I tell you, he was in the house last night. Did you talk to him? No. Did you see him? No. Then how do you know he was here? I heard him. Oh, no. So don't believe me. All right, Mother, what happened? Uh, last night, I couldn't sleep. 
About two o'clock, I heard the car door slam in the garage, and I woke up. You know, he was always coming back from his trips early in the morning. So you heard a neighbor's car door slam, and you thought it was Daddy. It was his car, I tell you. I looked out the window and saw it parked in the garage. That's impossible. Harry sold Dad's car over a year ago. We have the papers to prove it. It was his car, I tell you. Are you trying to tell me I wouldn't recognize the family car if I saw it? All right, it was his car. Then what happened? It was dark, so I just lay in bed listening. I was scared at first, but then I started thinking, he's come back to me. He's come back to me. And I was so happy I didn't have time to be scared anymore. Then what happened? Oh, Helen, it was so beautiful. It was just like old times again. I heard him stop in the kitchen to look in the refrigerator. You remember he always used to have a bite of something to eat before he came to bed, especially after a trip. For a minute, I thought I'd go down and fix him something. But then I heard him start to climb the stairs. And? I don't know what happened then. I began to be frightened again, I think. A woman alone, it could have been a prowler, who knows. So I started to call his name. Carl? Carl? I ran to the hall calling his name. But I must have frightened him because by the time I got to the hall, he was gone. I looked all through the house and he was nowhere to be found. And how about the car? That was gone, too. I went outside and looked. I ran around the house calling for him. Mother! I had to find him. I knew he was here, and I had to find him. Mother, you didn't run around outside in the middle of the night calling for Daddy in your nightgown, did you? He was here, and I frightened him away. Mother, this is insane. Oh, you don't understand. I love your father. Mother! Young people today, they don't understand what love is. But your father and I... We had something rare, something rich, something beyond words. Not one of these modern, convenient things of today. That's not true. Helen! It's not true, and you know it. You and Daddy never loved each other. Helen, how can you say such a thing? Because I grew up with it, and I saw it. I won't listen. Mother, I was here, I saw. Why, whole days would pass when the two of you would barely speak to each other. I won't listen. And why do you think Daddy chose to sell on the road? He had plenty of chances for a job here in the city, but he turned them all down. You know why? Because he wanted to be away from you as much as possible. I won't listen to such a thing. None of it's true. Mother, you have to listen. Now, it's time you face things. It's been almost 18 months since Daddy died. And you've done nothing but mope around this house and make him into something he wasn't. It's time you got out and... And associated with people your own age. I won't disgrace the memory of your father. Face the memory of my father, Mother. My father was a very bitter, unhappy man. He was a great man. Maybe you didn't love him. I loved him as much as anybody, but I know what he was and what he wasn't. He hated you. He hated me. He hated this house. Everything. I often think he'd die just to get out of it. Helen! It's the truth and you know it. And since he died, you made him into something unrecognizable, something he never was. Now you begin to believe he comes back to visit you at night. Mother, you've got to get out of this house. 
Why, you've still got your sanity. There's nothing wrong with my sanity. Do you imagine he comes to visit you? I don't imagine. He comes. Mother, if you don't move out of here, Harry and I are going to see if we can't do something legal to get you out. You'll never do it. This was the house your father and I built together. We raised our children here. It's a shrine, sacred to his memory. It's an empty shell. Nothing ever happened here. No love ever passed between you. Get out. Mother, listen Get to me. Get out of my house. Oh, Mother, please. Nobody disgraces the memory of my husband that way. Not even his own daughter. Not in my house. Mother. Out and never come back. I never want to see you again. <laughs> looking in the refrigerator just like before. Now you'll come upstairs. Yes, you come back. Please, God, let it be, Carl. I wasn't frightened in this time. I must keep calm and keep from crying out. Carl? Is that you, dear? So who else would it be? The milkman? Oh. Is it really you, Carl? Who did you think it was? Your brother coming for a loan? Oh, Carl. It's so good to have you back. Well, what's good about it? I'm here. Oh, Carl, please don't talk like that. Like what? You know. Flip, smart, alecky, like you always do. Aren't you happy to see me? I'm always happy to see you, my love, though there isn't much to see in the dark. Oh, Carl, I've missed you so much. I'm gone ten days to Rochester, and all of a sudden, she misses me. If I'd known, I'd have sent you a postcard. But you don't understand. You're dead. Dead? You bet I'm dead. Three hundred miles I've driven today, and half of it in the last two hours. I'm so dead I could fall down and never see daylight again. No, you don't understand. I mean, dead in the ground and buried. So they finally caught up to me. For the last 20 years, I've been walking around dead, and somebody finally did me a favor and buried me. Carl, be serious. About my funeral, I'm always serious. Carl, Helen said you were dead. She said you were visiting the grandchildren at her house. You had a heart attack and died. Well, you should always listen to what Helen said. I did at first. But when she started talking about preparations for the funeral, then I knew she was lying. Well, why should Helen lie about a thing like uh, that? You don't know Helen. She's always been jealous of you toward me. Oh, Helen's a good girl. There you go, taking her side again. I'm not taking any sides. I just want to get some sleep. Is that all you came back for, to sleep? 
You've got a better suggestion? Oh, here we are, arguing again. Who's arguing? You are. I am not. Oh, Carl, Carl, don't you see? They said you were dead, but I wouldn't believe them. If I wouldn't believe them, then it wouldn't be true. Well, you should learn to listen to people, Agatha. Is that what you want, Carl? To be dead? So far, you're doing all the wanting. I'm just listening. Oh, Carl, you don't know how I've hoped and prayed you'd come back to me. I'm here. But are you alive or dead? What do you think? I don't know what to think anymore. I think we're both dead. I think we died a long time ago. I'm going to turn on the light. What for? So I can see for myself. Agatha, no. Leave the light off. For both our sakes, it's better with the light off. Let's just go to bed and sleep. Are you all right? What do you mean, all right? I mean, you... You don't look terrible, do you? Your skin and everything. I look the same as when I left for Rochester ten days ago. You never did think I was a handsome man. I'm going to turn on the light. Uh, no, Agatha, not now. We can see each other in the morning. There's plenty of time for that. That's it, isn't it? What? You are dead, aren't you? And you came back to me because I believed hard enough that you would. Uh, yes. How long will you stay? As long as you want me. Oh, we can start all over again from the beginning. Pick up from where we left off would be more to the point. Oh, Carl. Carl, you don't know how happy that makes me. I'm glad. You won't keep traveling on the road, will you? I don't know. I've been on the road a long time now. I've been thinking of retiring. Oh, if you only knew how I've hoped you'd give up traveling and come home at night, like other men do, to be with me. But I've always enjoyed traveling, Agatha. The freedom of the car, seeing new faces. And getting away from me. That's not true. Helen said it was. Helen doesn't know everything. She knows you. And not completely. Well, enough. She said you traveled just to get away from me because you hated me. That's not true. Isn't it? All right, all right. I traveled just to get away from you. I died for the same reason. I couldn't stand being in the same room with you. Now, are you satisfied? Why must you be so cruel to me? Why must you nag me to death? Oh, Carl, Carl. This isn't going at all the way I wanted it to. Why can't we be kind to each other? I am kind. No, I mean really kind. Gentle and understanding of each other. I'm trying to understand, Aggie. Hold me. What? Take me in your arms and hold me. Well, Agatha, I've been on the road all day. I'm beat. You always have some excuse. It's not an excuse. I'm tired, physically tired. You don't love me. Agatha, for 25 years of marriage, we haven't touched or held each other. It's a little late in the day to start now. Now is the time to start. Agatha, I'm beat, physically beat. I'm tired and want to go to sleep. Can't you get that through your thick head? You're inhuman. Oh, good grief. You always were and always will be. My mother said that before I married you, but 
I wouldn't listen. She said you were a self-centered man and always would be. Just leave me alone. I'll leave you alone. Strictly alone. Go to sleep. Ignore me. Do what you like. You always have. I don't care. But that's just the problem. I do care. I care so very much. Oh, Carl, why do we have to do the same things in the same old way? The fighting and the hatred. Why can't we start over again and try loving each other? Really loving each other. Uh, uh, We have this chance, this one chance. Let's make the most of it. I know the fights we have. I start myself. I don't mean to. It's just I'm so afraid and unsure of myself. I demand sometimes, and I don't mean to. If you tell me when I'm doing it, I try not to. But we have to try together. You have to work at it, too. Carl? Carl? Are you listening to me? Carl? Are you asleep? Oh, Carl? How can you? How can you? No, dear God. Please. Let me wake up tomorrow and let him be gone. Take him back to wherever he came from. And let me be alone again. Hello? Mother? Is that you? Who else would it be? Oh. Are you all right? Of course I'm all right. Why shouldn't I be? Well, because last night I... I got the strangest phone call, Mother. It was from a man who sounded like Daddy. He said he was going home. Mother, Daddy isn't there, is he? How can he be here? He's dead. But you've been saying he's been coming back to visit you. An old woman's imagination. You said so yourself. What are you trying to do? Get me put away? Mother, are you sure nothing happened last night? You sound terribly upset. Helen, your father's dead. Now leave me alone. Mother. Goodbye, Helen. Your father's dead. Let's leave him there. Presented Homecoming, written by George Bamber and directed by Warren Somerville. In the cast, Margaret Hamilton, Mary Jane Higby, and Dan Otto. Audio engineer, Neil Pulse. Sound technician, Ed Blaney. Story editor, Jack C. Wilson. Original music by Alexander Vlas Dotsenko. 
Orchestra under the direction of Glenn Osser. Executive producer for Theater 5, Edward A. Byron. We invite and appreciate your comments. Please address Theater 5, New York 23, New York. This is Fred Foy speaking. This has been an ABC Radio Network production.